for the same silent T. U is for Uber, the word over in German. And you ought not be expressed if you're Uber determined. V is for five, an old Roman numeral. And if you think that's a cheat, well, tough luck, that's your funeral. Whomever first thought that wrench should be written with a first letter W should have their R's bitten. X is for xylophone. It's Z that you say, unless the X ends with mass, factor, or ray. Y is for tyrium, a silvery isotope. Why you can't hear its Y with the very best stethoscope. Z is for schweibeck, that northern crisp bread which starts with a sh sound that is spelt with a Z. So now that you know all your letters, my child, the way that they're pronounced and their order compiled, the great English alphabet, true and profound, 26 letters, and each with no sound, now you know who the has been CPCL here on Mutiny Radio, and I am unplugging them, and Aaron was right, Aaron was just saying, I'm a busy woman who has four shows today, and she is, and I am staying muted, and I am saying goodbye, and uh, you're all wonderful, and close all, and bye-bye. And I think I did it. Okay. Oh my gosh, that was fun today. That was that was that was fun, and I had a good time on Choose Poetry, Choose Life. Uh, we are now in the hour of Tim. Uh, some call me Tim, and we're gonna take a little break here and play the breaker while I, uh, you know, take a break because we were poetrying there for quite some time. So, all right, we have special guests today, Matthew Quirk. I believe that LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, will be in the house, and we'll be right back in 10 minutes on Some Call Me Tim. Yay! Sorry, super loud. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Got mutiny, mutiny radio, got a mutiny, mutiny radio, got a mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio, got a mutiny, mutiny radio, got a mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on the podcast by, with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah, right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full length. Oh, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon two. On the freeway. Good to see you. Can I see? Laurie's standing there. Jesus is absolutely right. I am petty, rebellious, and Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
Mikey, that song is called Acid and Fapping. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you all right friends welcome to the Ulta slash some call me Tim cast Latoya the Sheriff of Truth special guest Matthew Quirk I'm your host Pam Benjamin we're hanging out in the stew hey what's up snowflakes yeah hey snowflakes <laughs> we're here yay it's Wednesday it's you said it's a fiscal full fiscal year of COVID it's past a full fiscal it's year, past. but most people I haven't seen in a chunk. It's been like the fiscal year of COVID. There we go. COVID to COVID, we stand. Latoya being a perfect example of someone I probably haven't seen in. It's been a while. Sixteen months. Woo! And we're back. We're vaxxed. We're waxed. I'm not. I'm not waxed. I'm barely shaved. <laughs> Although I did shave today, because uh, I'm wearing a sundress. And to so. be clear, I did not shave today. Good. Good. Yeah. Gillette, the best a man can get. You'll never be good enough. Uh, la- last night, I, was, I, was, I had a really fun time. I had the opportunity to do a private joke workshop, and I got paid, and I mean, an abnormal amount of money to, ha- to coach a comedian at OMG, they did a set. What's, and what's abnormal? Any money at all? Yeah, it was more money. <laughs> it was an abnormal obs- part? It was an obscene amount of money for me. And uh, he was like, no, you're worth it. 
and I watched a set and took copious notes and then we talked about it and he gave me a bunch of money and did you sign an NDA no 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 who 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 is who oh his name's Dash oh, okay. Dash Renault oh uh, I think I uh, I think I know yeah he's a good guy yeah. he's funny too uh, and he's a lawyer and we talked about like and I said, your material's great. You're a good writer. It's just, I don't know who you are on stage. I'm like, are you a good lawyer? Are you a bad lawyer? Are you both? Are you, are you like, I Do couldn't. Do you not want to bring that up and pretend you're someone else entirely? Exactly. Or, you know. So we like talked about those kinds of um, ideas and, and it was fun. And I, I was like, so I was working, but I was drinking and I was having fun and I got to do open mics and perform and, um, and it was great. So yay, last night. Thanks, OMG. Thank you, Thanks. Get organized. Um, right on, OMG. Neck of the woods. Danny Deshi's open mic was so fun too. Like, it was downstairs, but there was a big audience of people, and that was, yeah. I had, and I had, a, I had a good set, so I'm, I'm happy. You so know, you're business only is good. booming. Business is booming. Yeah, you're only as good as your last performance, and I did fine last night, so I feel good. Hey, how did, how did Walnut Creek go? Oh, uh, Walnut Creek that week wasn't that great. So Is that retro junkie. Yeah, it was retro junkie. I mean, it, it's a really great space, but it was that week where Delta came back out. And so I think that's why all the shows were low. There was low attendance, um, which was weird. Yeah, the fear. Well, and it's real. I mean, still, there have only been 564 deaths in San Francisco, but uh, through all of COVID. But people are getting sick again and it's freaking people out and just having it. Well, and being it's, like, clearly, I'm positive. it's clearly not over. No, you know. It's so funny that people thought, you know, the fact when the vaccine came out, they're like, once people got it and then all the mask mandates dropped, everyone's like, it's over. I'm like, no, it's not. And this is before uh, uh, the Delta virus, the Delta force. Uh, And now we got Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. I'm making all 80s movies. Yeah, Delta, Delta, Delta. Can I help you, help you, help you? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Sucks to be sick. Was it Lambda 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 from the historically black college? Yeah. Yeah, it was all. Yes, it was. Revenge Revenge of the the Nerds, nerds, yes. We don't want you. Why not? Because you're nerds. (laughs) 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 That was so funny. Yeah, Yeah. thank you for that. So, yes. One of my my bartender buddies got sick last week and everybody freaked out and she went and got a COVID test. Nope, she just had a regular cold. She's got a regular flu, just a regular sickness. There's still sickness out there. And it's just so funny because people are like, Oh, it's, it's just a regular cold? It's like, yep, yeah, diseases still exist. People yeah. still die of cancer, by the way. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not... Well, that's the thing. You know, that's the problem that with these people who don't want to get vaccinated or what have you. Again, nothing is 100%. Neither is birth control. So the fact of the matter, you do have a lot of patients that are trying to get transplants, uh, cancer patients, people who actually need to go in for surgery, but they can't due to people not getting vaccinated and being sick because you can't untreat those people but you can't untreat those who have surgeries who are planned and what have you and and this is here's a a terrible loss um in in the portland comedy scene um jake quenny died and he was under 30 and uh he had a brain aneurysm and uh it's just like people can die of all kinds of things just mortality is everywhere and last month i lost four friends to the uh fentanyl stuff there was fentanyl laced ketamine and cocaine last month and i know four people that died so mixing it with special k now too? yeah it's and there was a person in um santa cruz that smoked a joint that was tainted with fentanyl okay so, and died okay see now this is starting to sound like 
like literally there's people out to kill people who do drugs i, I mean you got to be a horrible drug dealer that are lacing your product with fentanyl why would you do that i mean why I would mean, you list pot there's just no point in it. i why know would you, nobody like nobody thinks there's fentanyl in pot. economically i'm just thinking about well, the greed part as an expert in 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 <laughs> So I was a pretty substantial drug dealer, medical marijuana distributor, however you want to, depending on what state you live in, how you think about that subject, in the 90s. And they were always, one of the big things we tried to like work with the city council or the state of California, they were like, well, what about people lacing pot? And I was like, no one's adding value to pot. What they do is they take away the crystals and then sell you the pot with none of the, and then they have hash or whatever to sell also. So I think the sprinkling of the fentanyl is to put something on it so you can't so get some kind of high. Because apparently fentanyl is so, so, so it's, cheap. It, it's cheap, but it's also, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, I can, everybody knows that fentanyl is like, it's a killer. Yeah. And the fact that you would lace it in pot and yeah. even cocaine. Ah! They, it they makes, put it, it on no X, sense. they put it in they put, meth. Like, put, I mean, well, meth, I mean, I don't mess with that stuff. Right. Well, it's, <laughs> but it's just like it is. It's finding its way into everything because they get to short you with like crappy shit and just put that super drug in there to make but, but up. But you're for not it. going to get your customers back. They'll be dead most right. likely. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> the focus of business these days isn't like even tomorrow. It's like let's double our money today, like this transaction right now. The the incent economic and it bleeds down into how people at the lowest levels or the least scrupulous, like they don't think about return customers. They just think about the money right now. And right. it's like, you die, well, there'd be a, there's people being born every day, I'll just sell to them. Right, but I mean, you also- It's not I, how I do business, but you go ahead. I mean, but any, I mean, any drug dealer, I mean, even if you do sell meth or heroin or what have you, I know I would want my repeating customers right. coming back because word on the street is gonna find out that right. I get a, I have, don't get from that person. They have a bad batch. So and so overdosed, and I know some other people that overdosed from this person's product. You want, you want to hear a sick little factoid? Uh, uh oh, go for it. So, um, if someone sells heroin and their brand of heroin, because they give nicknames to their heroin, right? And if a few, if there's some overdoses on that heroin, the other junkies are like, "Oh shit, that must be some primo," and they rush over to get it. That is another thing. Uh, and then they just take a little less. Oh, I don't know. I can't vouch for that. But uh, they're just like, oh, this shit, that's the... Often uh, paramedics, when they Narcan somebody mm -hmm. to wake them up from their drug overdose, the addict is pissed because they were so high just then. Aww. And now it's over. Well, and the worst street in San Francisco right now for people just blatantly doing heroin is on Larkin in between uh, Eddie and McAllister. Oh. And it's right next to Emperor Norton's Booze Land and across the street, and just, I walk, it's the way I walk to work every day. And like, I actually have to go into the street. There are so many people laying on the street oh, and wow. smoking it and with needles in their arms. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, and this was, I was walking at 10.30 in the morning this morning and it was like, I mean, the feces alone, but there's just people. I had to like walk around one guy and another guy, and I was like, "Excuse me, sorry." And they're just laying on the street, Jesus and there's, some of them have foil and they're hitting it. And, so, and I was just like, 
I don't know if I could look at that every it's, day. It's hard to walk through. Yeah. It's really hard. You I, wonder why the super wealthy that live around here aren't like, look, here's a few mil. Put them in a house. Some, like, that's, that's, I'll buy this building. You can junk out there. I or mean, make it a safe injection site. So that, that, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't see why they don't just buy one so that their walk to the car from their house right. Right. is it filled with, you know. And it's right next to the federal building where, where everybody's just crazily shooting up. Where politicians and everybody yeah, come and you can by. see it. Yeah. And like ambassadors. And that's the thing. It's like right there out it's, in the open. So you have like people from all around the world that come and, and the just, cops are driving right by too and they're not doing anything they're just like well they're this is they're all consolidated like a major performance house like right there isn't there like mm -hmm. a place that does plays and shit like like on the adjacent corner or something well there's all kind i mean yeah. it's, it's right down there by city hall it's somewhere like that blocks. tourists would go yeah and there's like the uh the museum and then like the symphony yeah right, right, like, yeah, right. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. yeah and then it's just because i i've been walking over in that area uh, I was over there like two weeks ago and I was just like, I ain't shit changed. It just got worse. Yeah. And I totally agree. It's just like the city is so it, the city is wealthy, but also at the same time, what is a million dollars to the city to build something or give some kind of well, the buildings, the buildings are already there. They're empty. We have empty buildings all over the city yeah. right now. We've, I mean, there's, I don't understand how difficult it would be to they all have bathrooms. How no, difficult it is to put in a shower? It's not at all. It's just not economically incentivized. And we have this like pull yourself up, but you know we have a very like not compassionate general backbone to our culture about like pull yourself up. You're just suffering. You're just taking the easy way. You know you should get a job. All that sort of stuff. But you can't get a job unless you have a place to live. Well, I know. Or a mailbox of some kind. I know in uh, Los Angeles that fuckface Mayor Garcetti. I can't hate. I can't stand him. He is now criminalizing homelessness. Oof. Now we know how L.A. has a really bad homeless problem, and like I don't know if, if you guys see pictures of what Venice Beach looks like now. Really, Venice. Venice Beach is like. If I you've seen downtown there. LA, that's what Venice Beach looks like. Wow. And so, and I actually saw pictures of it. I'm like, holy shit. But so now what Garcetti is doing is getting the police, the race soldiers, as I've been calling them recently, uh, to basically harass and tell these homeless people to, you can't sleep here. He's making a law that you can't sleep anywhere on the park bench or, or what have you. You can't have your stuff anywhere. But also at the same time, there's a housing crisis. And now with COVID and what have you, and people losing their jobs, there's now a, a, a large number of homelessness that is happening now in the LA area. So. Yeah. Now with him criminalizing it and not help, that doesn't help the situation. Yeah. And so now there's yeah. been a lot of uh, videos of police brutality toward uh, the homeless mm. people. Well, but jail's a house, isn't it? <laughs> the big kidding. one. I'm kidding. It's, it's a, a slave house. house. Well, yeah. they, they had like a, you know, we have public urination problem in this country, right? You know, they had it in Europe too. You know, they have it all over. Uh, in America, we have a public urination problem. We pass harsher laws when you're caught urinating in public. But in Holland, where they had the same problem, they built more urinals. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> been, to, I've been to Amsterdam and there's urinals on the street corners yeah. and there's, yeah, there's absolutely public restrooms. And, uh, and uh, I, uh, it's just one of those things like, 
you know, uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, they would have had a problem solving this homeless problem. But they didn't really have indoor plumbing the same way we do. Right. Uh, we have all the technology and everything to, to fix this. And I even have this idea. I've had this idea for about... We just don't have the compassion. I've had, I've had, I've had this idea for about 10 years, and I'm surprised that it hasn't gone anywhere yet. But retired buses, when we have buses that we don't use anymore, I feel like we should find a way to take the wheels off and like stack them on top of each other and each bus has an engine in it. It can be a house. It already has windows. It has two doors. It'd be so easy to take a bus and turn it into an apartment and have like a spiral staircase on the outside and stack a bunch of buses on top of each other and then reuse what already works instead of throwing it away. Recycle, yes. Recycle it. It has an engine in it that could be used to power a, you know, a kitchen and a plumbing and everything yeah. and lights and it has lighting already in it like it's all built already we just have to i hate to poo poo your idea but you don't have to power plumbing well <laughs> that, but like you could power whatever like it's but it's it's there's an engine there so I mean, it can run pumps, out you know there's some people are gonna call it people are gonna call in at 415 what's the number here 415-550-0511 and and talk about the pumping that's sometimes necessary Anyway, uh, and heating. You got to heat. Well, but that's the thing is if you have to heat and you have an engine, you can, you can, there's got to right. be a way there's to fixes. turn that there's into totally something fixes. else. There's also solar hot water, which is very low tech. And very, there's, very happening. There's so many ways to fix a problem such as like homeless and what have you. And the fact of the matter is just like how much capitalism, you know, that, that's the problem. You can't make money off these people unless you throw them in the jail which is called the plantation. Right. Um, so hence you mentioned the jail factor yeah. a minute ago. But I mean, it just, you know, I, I've noticed even people on my block and I live on a hill. I've noticed even people coming into my neighborhood and there was this crazy lady that was there for a couple of days on my corner. And we don't get people like that, the you know, sitting on the corner. But, you know, I was watching her from my window and she was just talking to herself with her bags of stuff leaning on a mattress and i'm just like god damn dude you know it's only bound to get worse and yeah. nobody seems to do anything about it and it's just terrifying and and makes me angry and sad. Well, and where where where's the public water and we're still in a drought by the way and we're building all these new buildings that we just put at the end of uh where mission and um Van Ness meet. There's two big new high rises, oh, those high rises and they up. ripped up all of Van Ness for, it's been like three years now and they finally finished it to put in new plumbing to be able to accommodate these two huge buildings with water because all of these Richie Pants buildings are going to have a shower and a, a washing, washing machine and a dryer and a, um, a dishwasher and all that. They need all this water but we're in a drought in a city where we already don't have enough water and we just built two huge, it's just a, to bring more people in, but what, people with money? Because I think it's, I, it's short-sighted, that's for it's sure. It's super short-sighted. We're going to, I'm just wondering what we're going to do with. I really Plum think, Street. and I said this about three, four years ago when we, we were talking about all the buildings going on here in the city. And I said something like, I think it's going to backfire because people are going to start leaving the city due to how expensive it is well 
four years later, I'm seeing a lot of empty buildings mm -hmm. and that high rise that's on Van Ness right across from like the, uh, is that the symphony or the uh, city hall? Uh, that place is still quite empty though. You, I mean, you still have like, maybe like, it's not full up. I know in my neighborhood down the street, there's the mission Bay. That's a whole different new area. Uh, there's a bunch of like uh, condos that they built. I'm sure not all of those are filled. And then in the dog patch area, there's oh, a yeah. bunch of like, yeah. uh, they're making a lot of the industrial buildings into like super high, like condos. And even in Hunter's Point, same thing. So I'm seeing- Yeah, 12th Street, there's all these new buildings. There's so many in the Mission and in Soma, so many buildings. Who's gonna move into these? Especially when you can work from home. Also- uh, Yeah. Also, there are, uh, because of the parklets, there are now even less parking, parking. spaces in this already strangled for parking city. Go. Yeah. Well, people shouldn't. I don't think if, if you move to the city and you have a car, you're, if you, you should be able to afford parking. I mean, come on. It's not afford. It's the total number. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, but rich people. There aren't any more. There's actually less parking it's, spots. It's, right it's like a drought in parking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they already had, like, there's some, like. I forget the exact numbers now, but it was like there's like 460 like parking spots in the city. 460? Not, not it's like 460,000 or something okay. like that. Um, not including garages, you know, Just personal street garages, parking. street parking. And like 480,000 registered cars. <laughs> Right. So, so from the start of it, not even with people oh, coming wow. into work, there's already a problem. Right. And people uh, traveling in. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those registered are in a two car garage or in the garage of their building. So it's not it's not a one to one relationship, but it's a, a, a glimpse at the. <laughs> there's already a tight, <laughs> tight space. Yeah. So like if you, if you lived over here, for and, example. Yeah. And this city is crammed between three bodies of water and a mountain. Like there's nowhere to go. And we've built those bike things for the public bikes, the semi-public bikes. Those are there's so many of those. They take up like it. three parking spaces. They do. Parklets take up two or three parking spaces because yeah. of COVID. So like, now I'd like to see what the drop in available parking spaces is, or what the revenue, uh, what a how much revenue has been yeah. made off parking tickets. Which, uh -huh. right, but it's certain, but it's not that. You can't like cheat that parking spot though. You can't like park in the parklet. It's a built structure. Right. It's just gone. And now there are more people like circling or well, I whatever. Mean, I don't know. I really just don't not coming into the city in the first place. I have to say like, oh no, there's so many cars. The reason I moved to San Francisco 14 years ago was that I wasn't going to drive a car anymore and I needed to live in a city where I didn't cuz Having a car is like a super richy pants thing. It is really expensive. Even if you own your damn car, it's going to cost $1,000 a month with gas and insurance and parking tickets and whatever else you're doing and maintenance. Paying for parking. Paying for parking. Time out of your ass circling but that's for like $1,000 a month. That's a lot of money. So, uh, you know. I, want, I, I actually want a car because I don't always want to take the bus anymore due to covid i've been riding my bike more yeah. um but i only have a one car garage which the significant other has his car and so that means i would have to do street parking 
which you know there's street cleaning there's oh that, god oh that my factor. god and so i mean and parking is definitely limited in my neighborhood but i also think that when people are moving into a city and especially if you're moving from another state or or what have you people do look at parking as like okay so i may not be taking my car but i'll take my public trans you know because that's what i used to do when i lived in chicago i had a car but i took public trans most of the time because i didn't want to drive and do with all that but i did have street parking but now it seems it's like well what's the point of me living over here when i could just go to oakland and get someplace cheap and i can yeah, park on the street yeah. I, I mean i mean that's but like new york maybe boston maybe chicago not really la there aren't too many cities where you would be like oh if like i know what parking is i've lived a life in a city with just on tra public transportation so most of the country, when you move here, you bring your car oh, and have no idea what you're driving into. Yeah. <laughs> the jaws of, and people will spend like a year and get rid of their car. Yeah, but exactly. In the meanwhile, they have as more people flood into the city, they're bringing their cars. And, right. I'll never drive again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously. I actually miss driving. Shit, I live in a van, man. Don't talk to me. About <laughs> See, you would know about parking. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be on it. And you forget for one second, and you're in a fucking street sweeping zone, two hour thing. See, that's, it's, that's it's a racket. Yeah. You have to read all the signs all the time. Oh. They will still get you. They will still get you. So, guess who re finally resigned? Cuomo? Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. That guy. We finally, he finally, did he, he say, like, did he say, well, you know, I did kind of inappropriately touch some butts. I guess. No, I'll... he blamed the line. <laughs> he blamed the what? The line. Like, like the when I was line? a kid, what men could do to women in their purview oh, was God. much broader. You know, when I was in the 70s, you know. Wow. Yeah. And sure. uh, now that's sort of being huggy and gregarious and flirty and handsy and all that shit. You know, like Mad Men, it was much more acceptable. And it's, but that line has changed over time. And so in his apology, he's like, I'm still doing what I used to do, but the line has changed. He used wow. to it's not his behavior. His cultural <laughs> being, too. Yeah. Him wow. coming from, you know, my mom, I think we, we talked about this last week. My, I come from an Italian background, and yeah. that's what we do culturally. Blase, blase, and that's when he showed the photos of like. Right, Obama. he's like, here's look at me touching this person and this person. Look, and look I'm kissing here's this Biden person. holding somebody's like, you know, arm, and you know, and so yeah, he, I guess the pressure was on. I'm so. not allowed to touch anybody. I mean, I'll tell <laughs> you what. A, uh, you're just you're not. Uh, it's a thing. It's it's uh, the line has changed, and we yeah. have to move along with it. Well, I'm a 46 year old woman, and do I want it? Have I? In the 90s, did I play grab ass at Galapagos in Brooklyn? Yes. Did I play with a 50-something-year-old woman in a sweater set and pearls? Yeah. We played a game where I'd grab a guy's ass, and I'd point at her and be like, it was her. And then she'd laugh, and then she'd grab a guy's ass and point at me, and and we'd go, ha, ha, ha. And then I realized <laughs> now that that was assault. Now, the line has changed. Did I think... I read because my house, how many but times? the line has changed and you have changed with it. I like have he changed, has with, not the changed line. with it. Yeah. He also didn't blame his behavior. Like I see my behavior is wrong. It's like, no, see that damn line moved on me. Right. I'm fine. That's the damn line. But also he was saying like, look, I do this to everybody. It's like, oh, really? 
I guess there's a lot more yeah, than 11 potential cases right. then. Exactly. You First know. of all, he's not that old. He's like in his, what, early 60s, 63. So he remembers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for saying that's not old. Thank he, you. That is an old. That's a 54 because, year old. Yeah, yeah, it's not that old. Uh, and hello. We have in the in 1991 Anita Hill and sexual harassment. Right, I know. So this Pubic thing is on the coke. What? Yeah, I mean, what? come up, Bill Clinton. I did not have sex. That, that's what that whole thing reminded me of. The I did not have sexual relations with that woman when he said I did not touch those not, ladies. Did not touch those. Ladies. <laughs> I did not touch those ladies inappropriately. Yeah. But it's just like you can't blame the fact of like you know what you grew up in and blah 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 and that i mean that would be like you ex excusing yourself from playing grab ass yeah you live and you learn and you know better you change with the times yeah so that is that just... was in the late 90s yeah, yeah and it, and it, it, in my defense well, in my defense it was in reaction to what men had do. done to me in the past which was a lot of but I also mean, like hip hop that, clubs i was alive in the 90s that was maybe not you know classy behavior but it wasn't the like crime that it has be that it is now yeah so it's pretty i'm not for canceling you for something you did in the 90s that was like you know what that's pretty much how it was though well it like, was it was not, it was non you could get yourself based. punched in the face for yeah, it maybe, but it was but you i'm know. a cute girl but it was non-consent based touching and 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 that whole word and when the word consent came out originally i was like all these little snowflakes they need come on because just because when i was in the 90s and i'd go to a hip-hop club guys would come up to you and they basically molest you and you wouldn't, they long. wouldn't even look you in the face or ask you to dance. They just kind of ass. get behind you and start putting their hip hop hot dog in your buns. And, what? and, and that's, and you, you're like, your dick, is in my, your dick is in my ass, sir. And you turn for around those, and For the look older at viewers, that's dry humping. Well, they're, they're, their dick is rubbing up against my, my butt crack. And I haven't even seen their face or any kind of thing. And this is par for the course. This is completely normal behavior in 1994. Like, that was true. They were just, it was, it was, and you knew if it's 1997 and you're going to LA to go to a hip hop club, you know what's going to happen. And so if you don't want to put yourself in that situation, then don't go. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I now it's like, it's nice that there's yeah. consent and that people don't touch me without my permission. I, I like that. I mean, I guess, although I kind of miss it because I don't know if people are flirting with me or not. I have no idea because no, it used to be like someone would touch you or they'd like kind of rub up against you or do something and you'd be like, oh, this person's into me. But now no one will touch you. So how do you know if someone's flirting or I, not? I mean, I think there's certain boundaries, even when I was a teenager back in the day, like, you know, one thing's for sure. Don't grab my ass. Don't grab my breast. Sure. And the face. I don't know where her hands been. Don't play with my hair. I and you know, if someone touches me on the shoulder, am I offended or on my arm? I mean, if you grab me, that's different. Right. But if I'm like, just touch like, oh, hi, excuse me. You know, because some people will say, like, if you do, like, a little touch on the, like, that's sexual harassment. I don't and I'm like, okay, bitch, you've gone too far. Yeah. I really they think were, yeah. there's some people that just want to just scream, rape! Uh, and then for no reason, or assault, excuse me, that's not rape. Uh, and I really think, you know, I do think people are starting to get a little bit too soft. <laughs> I do, but I do think that boundaries are something that I'm glad that we're being that's on the table that sure. we're talking about except I mean I have huge boundary issues so now I have no idea I have no idea where I stand although I will tell you a guy hit on me at the grocery store last week and he was way out of my league he was way too hot he was like he'd just come from the gym his muscles had muscles he was a brother 
he had dreadlocks. He was gorgeous. And and he our, our eyes met over the blueberries. <laughs> and and I was looking through the blueberries because that for a detail. Well, no, they were very. They, it was they were only fifty cents. Uh, they were only fifty cents for the blueberries. And <laughs> he looked at me and he goes, "How how much are the blueberries?" And I'm like, "They're fifty cents." And I'm shaking them because I'm like, "There's got to be something wrong with them. There's got to be mold in it or something. They can't be." So I'm shaking the blueberries around, and I was wearing my weird outfit. I was wearing my kimono thing, and he was like, "Why are you dressed like that?" And I was like, "Well, I'm a stand-up comedian and I'm a witch," and he like. <laughs> like that and then I went in and shopped and in we were in line together and he kept turning around and looking at me and I was like really embarrassed because I was like what is he looking this is weird because he's young and incredibly attractive and I'm an old woman and he waited for me while I was he was two people ahead of me and then he waited for me and I'm put pushing my food stamps through to get my berries and he goes can I get your number you want to hang out and I was like uh I'm old. Like that's the first words that came Why out of my you mouth. Say that? I was like, I'm old. Women have no game. And he goes, what is? And he <laughs> said, uh, that's not true. And he said, um, <laughs> I mean, it's not, but but that's a pretty no good game. example of. Uh, I, I looked. I was just like, I'm, I'm old. old. And he goes, I have friends of all kinds of different ages. And then we walked oh, outside. Friends. We walked outside and and oh. we figured out how to do the whole number thing. <laughs> and I texted him. And then he texted me back right away. But then later in the night, he texted at nine o'clock. He te- texted me. I can tell you exactly what he said. Oh, child! It better not be a booty call. It, I think he was trying to. Uh, let's see. Without I know. No dinner, motherfucker. I know that's what I was thinking too. I was like, "Come on, brother." I just made. He I was, just told you I was old. You have to buy me dinner first. But he was he was so good looking. He said. That's so then he said, "Are you an Aquarius?" question mark and I wrote back I am a Libra and he wrote to be honest I would do the most erotic things with you and that was at 9 27 p.m. on that Thursday that I met him and I was like typical Z millennial type right I know I'm like he texts it I didn't say it I I didn't um, respond because because I don't even know him I don't want to do erotic things with people I don't don't know know Like, I don't know. Who starts a... I'm sorry. That's so gross. That just and means, I am a millennial. And that shit's gross. He was like 28. So he's like a Gen I Z, I guess. No, but, he's millennial. He's, okay. Yeah, he's later. Wow. He was really good looking. and But I don't want it. But then I just... I don't like to... I don't like... I guess I'm just not DTF. I'm just not that type of person. Well, I don't. he's good looking enough that that works probably 90%. That's probably what it is. That's his sure. game. And that's not even game. That's the problem. It's like he's just really good looking, but I don't want to have sex with just a really good looking person. I want him to have like a personality right. or like to like me or, and Start not just like place. the way I look. Like you have to like my comedy or something. You have to come to a comedy show. What's your he last name? He wouldn't buy me dinner. Yeah, what's your last name? He he just had to come to a comedy show. He didn't have to. He shouldn't have jumped to the sex right away. He should have with the whole I'm a Libra. He should have said like, that's our. Tell me where your comedy is and I'll come see it. He has to show me a little something. I'm not. I'm just. I'm surprised the phone isn't lighting up with the people who are willing to take. Like, I'll. Hey. Well, no, but I just. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not that hard up for sex. Like, I don't need it that badly that I do it with a stranger. I gotta gotta tell you, that's you know. With a stranger, do people do that? That's tacky. Yes. People just have sex with strangers. No, people People text. People do and have done that. Yeah, like. So, what was I supposed to answer on that text? Don't answer shit. Nothing. You could say uh, something along the lines of, "I would have preferred if you." Took me out on a date or something. We or work. Can up we? To that. Can I get to know your name and who you are first? Damn. Well, I, I just. I mean. 
I'm glad. Or I you mean, could, I, am, I, am I that sexy that you're you like, I just want to have sex now with no. this person? No, I'm because. Like, oh. I would say, yeah, yeah, no, Pam. No, you're no, not. No, I know. Mean, <laughs> I don't think so either. I mean, Hell no, that's Pam. That's not what I mean. No, I mean, uh, I mean that the fact that it's just so tacky and, and, and it's, it's just, it's. And unfortunately, there's some stupid birds out here that will fall for that okie doke just because he is good looking. Yeah. And he's then really he's the kind looking. of person. First of all, here's number one red flag. When if someone asks, when brothers ask for your sign, to me, that is a, oh, we're done. I don't, really? I, I don't do that sign shit. I don't, See, do, I, would, I believe in, I believe in yeah. astrology. But first of all, we're not going to start the conversation with what's your sign. Yeah, it's, it's how about, trite. What, how are you doing today? Or it yeah. was nice to meet you it was at nice the store. To meet you, yeah. Not with the what sign are you? I would do a lot of erotic things to you, bitch. Yeah. Shut your I tacky like, ass up. Yeah, you, I thought it was I a little tell tacky. You weren't raised right. Something wrong with you. He's just really good looking. I guess right. really good looking people can get away with that kind fuck, of shit. Fuck yes, Pam. This is should not be news. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess also to be he's gonna finger bang me too. under the fucking. To be fair to the most handsome man you've ever seen in your life. Who's the hand, most handsome man I've seen? No, I life? said to be fair. No. To, like, I'm just calling him the most handsome because you were like, he's so good. So, like, to be fair to the most handsome guy around. Uh, he, what did? You, what was your answer again? You're a witch and a comedian. I said I'm a comedian and, and I'm a witch. Yeah, yeah. So that intrigued the hell out of him because that's usually someone probably just blinks at him and says something stupid. Like you had an answer. You are a, an adult woman. You didn't just melt right there glaring at him. You went about shopping and ran into him later. The chase. Right. So that intrigued him. You just gave him a like a, a mental fastball and he handled it the best he could. He's definitely intrigued. He just doesn't know how to like slow burn it or move slowly or answer back on that level. Like to be sure. like, you know. Women like simple shit, you know, like if you're texting because it's. It's weird I just don't want to have sex with people right away. Like I, that's not that my, that's not my first thing. I don't meet someone and go like, I want to fuck you now. That's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm just maybe I'm just too old fashioned. No, I think even in my horror days, I didn't like when people would text like say stuff to me like that mm. because I'm like, I want dinner first, motherfucker. I, I want to know flattered, who. Who am I connecting with before we jump into this? Well, the reason, the way it made me feel is that. That it would be like a pity fuck. Like he's like, she'll obviously this old woman will obviously uh, want to have sex with me because she's like. No, he he does the exact same thing to most people, I think. Okay. Because because they would, it was the, uh, you could say it's like he stepped like he stepped in too hard too quick. Right. So it wasn't like he, he didn't just totally flub. He just moved too quickly. Yeah. You know he didn't he didn't like bite into the like oh. A, a witch and a comedian. Let's be intriguing with this. Like, let's let's flirt. Yeah. Let's circle I, each other for, you know, like. Well, I, I mean, I, I just I, I come see a show. Intrigued. Yeah, I suspect it's he that is easy. Intrigued. The fact that you said that you're a comedian says like, that's a that's an icebreaker right there. Where it's, it's just opening, like yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had a dick, I would be like, well, shit. If if I'm gonna be able to meet up with this lady you know what i'm saying i got at least got to put my game face on and be like so where you, you do be, comedy you have to be clever yeah. i'm and sorry i don't want to fuck i'd rather fuck ugly people that are clever <laughs> than really really good looking people who are dumb i agree with that one well pam you have a 
large selection of ugly people that are clever here at Mutiny Radio. No, I don't, though. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I wish I did. You've set yourself up in a little... I On Monday, on Monday I was... I was... I, I blushed so many times. Uh, there was, there's some cute new comics on the scene, and I'm like, uh, but every time I've hit, every time I've blatantly. Great. One, one, five more reasons for me not to get booked. Oh, no. No, no they're not. Here's the Pam's thing. No, they're not. No, You're they're funny. Not. These, these new guys. Comedy, being funny is the least important quality. No, that's not true. I haven't booked. <laughs> the, the two super, the two, there's, okay, there's like three new comics that yeah. I think, four new comics that I think are super cute. One of them I already hit on, and he said, I just want to be friends. And I was like, okay, I'll never hit on you again. I'm sorry. But I, was, I threw my cards on the table. I was like. So you did what this guy did in the other I direction. Will. I said, yeah, I will. It was after a show, and I, I pulled him aside, and I was like, I think you're really attractive and clever. And um, I'm just put, I'm just putting my cards out there if you want to hang out anytime. And he was like, no, thanks, though. That's cool. I'll come to your open mics and stuff. And it wasn't it wasn't awkward. I mean, it was it's fine. That's, I can take rejection. I think that's what homeboy should have did. That's kind of game. Right. Well, if, if he if he responded with something less below the belt, Literally. right to the point, if he was like, "Hey, let's like hang out and like do something, or let's hang out and talk again, or let's have coffee, let's go to have dinner," like you weren't against meeting up with the guy. No, not at he all. Just didn't want to go to. to I just run on the first day. Right. No, because I don't. Like, let's go to first. Let's go to second. Let's go to third. Well, because the expectation, I don't know what the expectations are. And I, I don't have, I mean, I've had sex with like the same person for years. I don't know what having sex with other people is like or what you're supposed to do. And it becomes really performative. And then it's like not about me or about, it's about like me trying to please that other person because I want them to like me. But then they never do anyways. So it's like. Uh, I'm always just disappointed when I have sex with people that I don't really know. I think you should invite him to a show. Well, I'm not even that interested. Okay, but I mean, he's really, really quick to only. He he said, "Let's go do something," and she said, "Let's go." I'll take you to a show. But it was already like he moved like four. Yeah, he he went he went four weeks ahead. It's hard to go back to. Well, how about we? The only reason I would invite him to a show, I'd. I, I would that invite being him. said, I've missed a few that I could have just moved directly to. But I would, I would invite <laughs> him to a show on Friday, shit. not to have sex with him or anything, yeah. but to show him off to all the other comedians and be like, "Look at this fucking hot guy that fucking hit on me, you guys. Look, see, I'm a desirable person." Objectify see? him. Well, yeah, but no, but <laughs> if I brought this hot fucking yeah. hot dude in here on a Friday to be a judge, and I was all kind of like, you know, flirty and stuff, and people were like. Oh my God! Is he? He's with. That would give me so many points with so many dudes. They'd be like, "I get it." What the? So I, I wouldn't even. I just want to show him off and be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm fucking 46, and this guy hit on me in a grocery store. He's only three years older than you, and he's hotter than you." Don't you have to bring him around to the other lady comics and be like, "See what I'm no. still drawing around?" No, because it's the it's the men comics that I want to impress, not oh. the women. Sometimes it works with men um, where if you do bring some really attractive guy around or even a friend around and it's like, wait, why is she with this guy? You know, yeah, all I have to do is. well. I, so I got to go get me a really people. attractive guy to bring around to the I think will get me booked more. Well, <laughs> I'm not. And for me, I'm not. I'm, it's not that I'm trying to get booked more. I'm just trying to show 
certain comedians no, I'm just that kidding. I am still an attractive, viable. You I are. don't have a mom vibe. Yeah. I have a stepmom vibe, and they should like that. Like, come on. Crazy aunt vibes. Bro. Crazy aunt. But you don't want to fuck your crazy aunt. No. But you want to fuck your stepmom. No? That's, <laughs> that is a recent pornography invention that yes. is. Your stepmom's friend. Yeah, your stepmom's friend. Yeah. Oh, your, your crazy aunt's friend. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to, to, to work that in. <laughs> a joke where I, I ask someone, I go, God, you're cute. Like a girl, I'll be like, you're cute. What's your dad look like? Uh, and, she'll be, and usually they say he's dead. And I'm like, I have no answer for that yet of the dead dad. I'm like, fuck. But then I say, do you, how much do you hate your mom? Can I, I'd, be the, I'd be a great stepmom. I'd like <laughs> okay. party. That just, you just brought me back to what I used to tell my best friend in high school. And it's really fucked up. And it's kind of borderline on what you were saying. And I used to do this to not just my best friend, but a couple of other friends. And I used to be like, because her dad was, he used to date Barbara Streisand back in the day. He was Ooh. a good looking guy. And he was a bohemian. And so he was an artist and a photographer. So I would love to go over to her house because I always have dinner with her parents or go to temple with them. You want to fuck her dad. I used to say, hey, Rachel, I'm going to fuck your dad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, was, and every time I tease her. Hi, Mr. Hi, Mr. Levy. I'm gonna fuck your dad. It's so, so funny. Like for all of high school, and even to this day, the last time I talked to her, I'm like, "How's your dad doing?" Oh my god, that's amazing. And she amazing. busted into laughs. She started laughing. I'm like, "You tell tell Hans I said hello." Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and by the way, at the time, he was probably like in the '60s, wow. so this is like in the late '90s or what? What have you? But the fact of the matter is just like. I was intrigued into his past and what have you. And Miss Levy was awesome, but I was just always teasing. Like, I'm gonna fuck your dad. I had a crush on uh, Nicole. What was her last name? Was it not Nicole? Nicole Tierney's dad? I'm trying to remember. I God, I, re I remember, because I remember I went and visited her house. Her dad lived in Crook Canyon. Her parents were divorced, and her dad lived in Crook Canyon, and I got to sleep over at her dad's house in Crook Canyon one time at her house and I was like, oh my God, your dad is so cute. And he's divorced. And he's divorced. <laughs> I could be your new stepmom. No, I was like 12. Okay, never mind. You yeah, I can't be. No, I wasn't even. <laughs> I've always been boy crazy. I remember being in kindergarten and having a crush, no, in first grade and having a crush on a boy named Ali Abreu. I remember that very vividly. And being in first grade and being like, boy crazy how was i a boy crazy first grader like did i get that from because you're a heterosexual that's why <laughs> or, i don't but no one else crushes. i just don't know anybody else who's I, ever been as boy crazy as i have i used to have a, a bunch of crushes like in first grade what was his name ken and there was a justin and i wish i could run into these people now just to see how the fuck they look but Chris Adiego, oh my God! If I Chris Adiego, if you're out there, man, I, this is a guy I want to find him on social media. I'm sure he's, he's one right. of the ones that you want to find. Oh my God, Chris Adiego! I had like I was insane. How old were you? I was seventh, eighth grade. Okay. Get ready for male pattern baldness. And, <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. I, I I I'm vaguely like one like I have like a high school uh, web page from the high school that I pop like from my graduating class so i've seen some photos of some and some of the guys are like damn like you're like you look like an, an, an olympian rower or a semi-pro tennis player like some of these guys but some of them are also like jesus christ we're the same age like, right holy yeah no no, shit. no 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 i've seen that too you know 
I can't believe whenever I'm, um, I love watching like Intervention and other shows on TV like that, but whenever they show the people's age and I'm like, she's 36, my God, I look younger than her. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you know, meth adds 25 years, but Even- I, when I watch TV sometimes and I see those things, I'm like, that's what 46 year olds look like. They look like old people. Well, that jerk that, uh, that uh, was saying some uh, things to you a couple of weeks ago at the bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you said he that looked forty-eight-year-old. Yeah, he looked old as he fuck. looked. He looked like he was sixty. Yeah, and his paunch overwhelmed his belt. He wasn't like hot like Cork over here, like his fucking six-pack rugby player ass. I no longer running have around. a six-pack ass. Well, not your ass. You're <laughs> <laughs> just throwing words together. I also but... don't have a six-pack. You don't so have you... a six-pack? No, I don't. I, I wear it well. But uh, I don't have quite a full pot belly, but there's definitely some, like, hang in the back, a love mm-hmm. handle thing that was, like, never existed until, like, a couple of years ago. And the effort to get it out. I, I've cursed myself by playing competitive sports for a long time because now I can't motivate myself to work out. Because I'm not on a team, I'm not in a group, I'm not chasing a ball, <laughs> you know, like, why? Well, and you have a girlfriend, so you don't have to be hot for anybody anymore, huh? For her, you, I, know, you know, I mean, yeah. don't, don't take you your eyes off the but, prize. But when I'm, when I'm, Plus si- it's when I'm single. I, I work for a living, like, you know, being bent, like huffing to tie my shoes or to bend over for something I dropped, like, I like. I'm not like a 300-pound guy that needs to be like, ooh, to touch the ground, but still I do. And it's like, well, but it's hard Christ. to be, it's, it's, hard, it's hard getting older, I'm yeah. sure. It's, Weight, I mean, like the fact of like your metabolism slowing down and how easy it is it to lose weight. And then sometimes you just get fucking tired. And you don't have the motivation. Like, Oh, I, that's why I like hanging out with young guys because I've got to work so hard. To try to be attractive. No, seriously. I have to work so hard because I see what 26-year-old girls look like. It's just, it's just They're just vapid as a pit of starfish. But they're, but they're gorgeous. But, also, but they can also put like the time in. Like, I can't stay out till 3 in the morning. I can't. Do I don't know. I've seen some 25, 26-year-old females that just, I'm like, wow, time is not on your side. Mm. But I've also seen that with also like males, mostly people who are born in the 90s. I'll it's, say that. It's just funny because when I was 25, I felt so old and I was mature at that time. I was like, you know, teaching and I was pretty together, more together than I am now. But I thought I was so old. And now I look at 25 year olds and I'm like, you fucking idiots. You don't know shit. You know shit about shit. And I thought I thought at the time that I was like the smartest person alive. because I was like, I'm a teacher and I've already been to college. and I've graduated. I've been teaching for Three years now, and I know everything. <laughs> and now it's like I know nothing. I know nothing. But I look at I look at these young kids, and they, God, they're so uncreative, and they can't give you a compliment, and they can't. No manners. You're the biggest compliment you can get from a person under thirty is no you're manners. a real one. You're a real one. I That's their that fucking epit. It's the epitome How of would compliment. They know anyway? You're a real one. I, I yeah. Hate that saying. I see you. I see, I see you. Perk. I see you, girl. I see you. I see you. But when How they about- say it like, I see you, like that's a pickup line. And it's like, 
You are so uninventive. This is what you do now. You go, I see you, and then you have a text that says, I want to do erotic things to you, and I'm supposed to suck your dick. It's the how you like, doing of the fucking modern age. How you doing? Yeah, I guess. Oh. Is that what it used to be? What's up? No, no. I mean, I. I it is annoying. I, hey, I see you. No, fuck you. I don't want you to see me. How about just thank you? You know, and there's no manners. I am a stickler. I'm just old school. Just say thank you and hi, how are you? Or, yeah. or Be have respectful. a nice day. That's, that, I, or excuse me. That's they one just... of my things. If you've run into me, or step on my shoes, man. Just say excuse me or I'll even accept my bag. Yeah, yeah, fair. I, but I, I mean, I, I guess we are getting on to the old people I know. section. No, but of... I'm, exactly. <laughs> but I'm fucking pissed at these kids because... But that does they hold think... society together, stuff like that, you know? True. Just a little politeness. A little it, politeness. True. Just care. Just respect. It's respect. Respect my feelings. Respect what I'm giving. Respect what I'm putting out there. Just a little respect. That's it. Just a little respect. But these kids, these kids, all they do, they're just opportunistic, little greedy. They just want, 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 take, take, well, take. Well, there's no patience. There's no giving anymore. There's no patience because we are the, you know, the age of technology where everything is fast, fast, fast. And, you know, you, you know, the I want it now and can't be patient. And with that patient, with you being impatient comes the lack of manners and all these things and how to work or how to interact with society. So, but now I feel it's like it's going to go even more down the toilet yeah. since, you know, well, we're the, the COVID. Pandemic. Also, yeah. society itself is not enforcing like politeness. It's not, right. it doesn't really it, reward good behavior. We're do, it, that's it. Right. That's it does not it. Thank reward. You. It doesn't consistently behavior. punish bad, bad behavior. More, right. No. Bad exactly. And then, reward it now. well, and then, and then they get the, they get the idea that that's okay. It's the same idea. I've heard a couple of people do jokes about it. Like uh, Jack Ferguson has a joke where he says, if you're not, his ex-girlfriend was like, I, you never gave me an orgasm. And he was like, in three years? So every time you were faking? Like, you know, if, if somebody is a terrible singer and you tell them they're a great singer and you get weak in the knees every time they sing, they're going to think they're a great singer. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. If, they're, if you're rewarding bad behavior, then people think that it's good behavior. They don't know any different. Yeah. And if, But then I feel like these young kids, they can't take any... Punishment isn't Criticism. the word. Criticism, um, responsibility. Pushback. Yeah. So like. I'm offended. Yeah. You tell them, you, you tell them one thing they don't want to hear, and they're like, "Now you, now you're sexually harassing me." It's like, no. Well, no, I'm just telling you something you don't want to hear. My generation was the start of, unfortunately, everybody gets a gold star uh, and a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. So now we, now that we're adults, and then. Uh, the, the ones younger than me that are in their 20s, they're, they're the ones where the parents are like, little Johnny can't do this, and little Johnny has allergies, and little protect, protect, protect. Do your joke about peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, you got a joke about peanut butter sandwiches? <laughs> I have a whole series of things I call. Do your, like, do your, do your, do like your whole, do your whole thing. I love that whole, that whole rant. Here, I'll turn so, off the music for it. So it's uh, about, what spurred it on was, you know, Trump winning presidency and i blamed all the goddamn millennials that wasn't and, me and uh let me jen explain why i'm so upset with you guys you know like you know you couldn't get off your app long enough to go vote what's up the i voted sticker not enough of a participation trophy for you guys and 
you know, uh, what, what, the participants are, what's the next one? Um, they're deathly or right. Homo sativas, homos are right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, you're just so disappointing. I know we couldn't rely on you for shit. You're all deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, for God's sake. Ha <laughs> ha. I think that's uh, funny. One of the th- I kind of threw it away, but one of the things was like, look, man, society, like the thing most closely associated with society is bread. If you can't handle bread, what's going to happen to society? You know, with you guys. Uh, anyway, when, 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 when society does collapse, I'll just make some sandwiches and fight off all your hordes. You know, you'll be afraid to. What are you talking about? Millennials don't know how to cook and make sandwiches. No, but I do. And I'll make some peanut butter sandwiches and be like, ha ha, back off. Now you're all going to die. Back off, back off, you know. (laughs) All running around like a bunch of vampires around garlic. Collapsing into, uh, what's that thing where you have an allergy attack? Anaphylactic (laughs) shock. Oh, collapsing from anaphylactic shock. Yeah, autoironic anaphylaxis. And uh, I know, you know everybody's a, jokes. Paleo, I hate that I know everybody's this jokes. This paleo bullshit. You know what a paleo would be doing if they were alive today? What? They would be fat, diabetic, and so happy. So <laughs> shut the fuck up and eat your bread. Why does everyone pick on us? Well, pick on Generation Y. They suck even more now. Right, but I don't know enough about them. And they might be like a snapback. Those are the ones that are in the early 20s. Like, those are the ones that are born 1995, so they'd be 25, 26. Right. So, but but, uh, I don't know if they're snapping back Mm. with resilience from that. No. But I did hear a millennial say, like, oh, man, at work, we've got these these new kids are coming in now, and they got no work ethic, and they got no. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, chef's kiss. Like, whoa, this is, oh, this is. You're hearing the one generation that you were calling right, out. Right, like you guys and are wimps, hearing... and they're like, these guys are wimps, you know. <laughs> and uh... Because I've actually I've heard some other friends who are actually a little bit younger than me. They're in their early They got 30s no manners. That you know, like... have called, they're like, like what, what daycare did these kids go yeah. to? Jesus Christ, all the coddling. They're so entitled. Yeah, it's the coddling part, too. I think a lot of it is a lot of parents used to coddle their kids a lot and like if they were born in the 90s, you know, it, it everything you that. do is great. Your effort is so important. Your effort thinking. is so good. But it also it, it's... I got in trouble when I was teaching because I actually graded students papers and I was teaching English and parents would. And that's the reason I got out of regular ed and moved to special ed is that parents would come to me and be like, they tried so hard. And I'm like, this is a C. And they're like, you're going to ruin it. And I'm like, they can redo the paper. Yeah. No, they're, they already uh, – no, we'll see. That's how school works is yeah. that they do an effort. I tell them that it's not good enough and how to fix it. And, and then, then they, they learn. fix it. That's yeah. called learning. Yeah. And they just could. They're like, I can't – this is not a B minus. And they'd be – and I'm like, I don't have time to waste arguing over your child's paper i have more papers to grade like get out of here yeah i'm just trying to imagine if you were still oh I'm, god bless you for not being a teacher anymore <laughs> but if you still were a teacher and now in the time of the of the pandemic oh god you would not only have to deal with the school board and your teaching curriculum but now you have to deal with parents who are anti-vaxxers oh my God. and the whole mask thing, which we talked about a little bit last week. Uh, and 
you know, my child shouldn't have to wear a mask. It might affect their reading. That's what they're coming up with now. It might emotionally scar them if they wear a fucking mask. So just imagine now how soft these kids. Oh, I just can't. How many serial killers they're breeding now. Sure. But I feel it also breeds like this entitlement sort yes. of thing. Yep. Yeah. And, and a lack of self-reflection. They're just so like... I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. No hurdles. They don't understand the hurdles in life that right. just have to be done. And uh, I, I, I took this one uh, Tantra class once. And uh, it wasn't about sex. It was about yoga. Okay. But we took like a one-hour class and just talked about some of the concepts and did some of the breathing exercise and whatever. And this one young girl in the class, after an hour-long class, was like, so do I know Tantra now? <laughs> like this ancient art that takes like decades to master, you know, yeah. after like a class was just like, so we're like looking for a certificate practically. Wow. You know, like, so oh. do I know Tantra now? Like, I don't know. Do you like. Bless her heart. Yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> but it's like this. Uh, it's a whole sort of thing of like it, it, it does map out into like adult life right. that like if you got to start toughening up now, you're going to have like a five year old's resistance to like the frustrations of adult life. As, I, I mean, I was trained as a ballerina and it was, I mean, maybe it was torture and maybe it was child abuse, but it sure taught me how to be disciplined and to stick to things and r ride them out. I mean, I was, I was dancing for like four to six hours a day for 20 years of my life. So I understand discipline and that you have to be there. And if you miss if you're late or if you if you're five minutes late she'd lock the door and then you either have to dance in the hall or like cry or you know the the door was you didn't get there on time didn't matter didn't matter why you weren't there on time didn't matter if the car broke down didn't matter if your dog died didn't matter doors closed sorry you didn't make it yeah. miss an audition sorry doors closed didn't make it like yeah. no i can i reschedule is there a but i uh, no it's this is these are the hoops. You have to jump through the hoops. If you don't, you don't get the prize. And at the time, you you're thinking win. like, this is horrible and torture. Oh, but goodness. but though it seems so harsh, it's not harsh. It actually does t teach you of like, okay, this is a form of discipline that I am grateful for. That's why the way my body looks the way it does still is that I danced for so many years and like plies every day. I just yes. kind of <laughs> maintained. <laughs> but... If you don't, it, it doesn't work if you don't do it, you know? I think, you know, that, that's funny that you mentioned that because, like, activities is something, like, unfortunately, I'm not around a bunch of uh, preteens. Well, that's not true. I am around preteens. Um, but I don't see, I don't hear too many people doing too many extracurricular act. But we can't right now. But before COVID, I didn't hear, I don't see the focus on putting your kids into a lot of extracurricular yeah. activities. Seems like they're all just playing Fortnite or Minecraft. Yeah, or <laughs> that's that's our extra. Because ballet, I only took for three years. Gymnastics, I only did a couple years. Piano, I did for six months. Violin, six months. Uh, but I was always in something. Yeah. Um, what are kids doing now? Just going home watching TV? Well, there's one well, kid. You know, that's it's easy to bitch them, but that's not all all they're doing. You know, I, I had someone confront me recently about like, are you still making fun of millennials? And he was all butthurt about it. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, look, man, you got to look as much as I'm making fun of their diets. 
we know so much more about nutrition now and food and, 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 and being applied. And, and, you know, I make fun of CrossFit, but yeah. it's a brilliant breakthrough in what we know about fitness and health and all these things. So it's, it's easy to call them wimps and everything, but we are handing them a shitty world and they have made tremendous advancements and stuff. Yes. I think the pendulum might be swinging a little too far in the soft area, but there's also like, I go to the gym now and everyone walking around looks better than I did when I was wrestling in college. Huh. Like they're all fucking super fit and can do these like leg out chin ups and shit with weights. They're holding weights in their feet, you know, and it's like, holy fucking shit. These guys are fit. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with you because I think there's also two. I will say, I'm not going to say my generation. I think it's more of like, you guys are Gen Xers. Yeah, we're it, yeah. Solid Gen I'm Xers. I'm an old Gen Xer. Yeah. I think I'm actually the generation before. But I'm a solid you're, Gen Xer. But there used to be a generation between the two. Uh, no, there isn't. Baby there there isn't, there. but there used to be, and they just sort of swallowed us up on both What ends. was it? I didn't it was like Y or something. Generation Y is the new guys. I thought they're Generation Z. Z. Oh. Generation Y was 1979, 1980. I don't know. Anyway, go well, on. Uh, what I do appreciate now is the fact that we are talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, mental illness more. And we are talking about therapy. And especially in, within my community, that was something that was very unheard of and not discussed. And the fact that now people are open to talk about like, you know, oh, I have bipolar. It's not something that people hide anymore sure it's not you know it's just like you know i, I have anxiety so well who doesn't have anxiety yeah. so i yeah, have to take who doesn't pills. have anxiety you know i have to take medication because i know i think it's either the gen x generation or my uh my generation the early millennials <clears throat> the you know you had your adhd kids and the prozac kid era basically yeah. and so and which affected a lot of people and it kind of mentally fucked them up because they were still taking these pills as adults. And, you know, hence the suicidal rates and yeah. all that. But now I think I will say that we are having that discussion is a little bit more healthier because now we can point, not, not diagnose people, but we can see certain signs of people like our former president, for example, <laughs> you know. Well, there's actually a lot of the former presidents. It's like they're like like oh he had a thing he was this way and oh how I think he was on the spectrum. Wow, like uh, W. Well, uh, there's a famous story of um, well he wasn't a president. Uh, What's his face? Uh, The 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 president of the Confederacy, Uh, Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, When the Union Army was like marching upon him, he organized his desk first and then took off huh. like OCD like couldn't just run for his life he had to straighten everything out oh wow, wow. Before, he, before he ran for his life because if they caught him they're probably going to kill him yeah. you know at the time that's interesting uh, but like uh, you, you know we look into these people it's like oh you know maybe he had a little so so now we can look at <laughs> Bill Clinton as like he was a sex addict yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe and uh, JFK too well even JFK they say he might have been on some methamphetamines. Right. I heard he that, had, too. He had, yeah. like, uh, a couple diseases and, like, a super back issue. Yeah. Lots and then drugs. Nixon was a narcissist as well. Alcoholic. Al- was he an alcoholic? Yeah. And in the later days, there was discussion. It's come out recently fa- as a fact that, like, some of the higher-ups were, like, um, 
don't let him launch a nuclear attack until you call me. Because he, at the end of his career there, he was drinking more and more heavily. Wow. You know, and there's all these like down. ranting calls late at night. I love those phone calls. intoxicated. And, uh, <laughs> the tapes. You know. LBJ was sort of a weird well, guy, you, too. You have oh, he like, to be in order like to. Like he would eat off of other people's plates. That's I heard that recently. He like, would, like, take off pe- other people's plates. Was that just being a bully, or did he sort of have, like, a little... I heard he kind of had a bully mentality. For sure he, he did. But yeah. he might have been starved as a child or something. He was. And so he, if he, he sees up... other people's food, he'd be yeah. like, I need he that food, too. He grew up very, too. very poor in Texas. Uh-huh. Right, but most so... politicians today would be trained out of that by some well, of course. handlers or whatever. Yeah. Like, th- But these guys, like, what was a mental illness back then? Uh, hysteria. And, and they just right, right, but away. what they knew yeah, about it, how to die, right. and if you were like holding your life together, it would, like, yeah, you know, they would call it something. They called sure. them spells back in the day. <laughs> Spell. Yeah. And we knew about Reagan having Alzheimer's, yeah. and then I think W's on the spectrum. Lincoln had major depression. I heard possibly that one. bipolar. Wow. Like you know, it's hard to diagnose everything from afar, but they're, you know, looking at his letters. There's like. Sure. FDR had no legs. Well, and Mary Todd, Mary Todd <laughs> Mary Lincoln Todd was, was she whack, was yeah. nuts. Wasn't she a lesbian? Nutball. Didn't someone say maybe? I heard. Mary Todd Lincoln. She was. She was. No, I remember. Where was what was the line back then? Where was the line? Well, like we're all like, oh, homophobic and transgender, and like all those names and labels and 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 categories. Right. You go far enough back in time, and like, was it called anything at all in any negative way? Like because. Yeah. Woman to woman, man to man. Yeah, well, in, in certain cultures, there isn't sort of any bad name for it. Well, in, or, in the twenties, in the twenties, it wasn't a problem in artistic circles and right, in so Hollywood like, and in, but in think, like, France and yeah. right. So that's the twenties, and Mary Todd was in the eighteen sixties. Right, you know? sure. <laughs> so, like, could we even suss it out? Because there would be no label. It wasn't a thing. No and, one questioned and the behavior. And if two women, if Two women had been married, and they often were married young, and then their husbands died because their husbands were often old, and then they became friends and lived together. Yeah. Nobody would be the wiser. No one would think any differently right. about there those was two sort of women. A no name for there it. were two yeah. widows that lived together and loved each other and but hung out, was, did everything together. There was also a thing in my lifetime. Um, he's not married versus he was never married. Oh. Like not married was a straight guy bachelor, and he was never married was like code for he's gay. Huh? Really? I've always thought, huh? What would you call it? I I mean I've, that makes I've I guess that makes that. that I guess that makes yeah, sense like in some ne- way. Like you know, he never married. He never married. Something wrong with his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but there was too. Pol- but it was also the sort of thing like too polite. We don't mention it. And, yeah. You know, we still love him. He's on the spectrum. We don't talk about it. <laughs> we said, <laughs> not talking about it was a big thing back then. Well, and yeah, that's, that's, that's and that's the thing, thing is not yeah. talking about it. And, and so they had like code words to be like, you get it and don't make a big deal. Shut up about and it. And that, I mean, now people talk about molestation. People talk about abuse that they had as kids. And this yeah, is that's, not that's talking about it. It's a double-edged sword. Though. So it's also like you're all titled your privacy, but it's also like no one's back in your play but either. But yeah. 40s, 50s, <laughs> 60s, 70s, people, like, like the, the reason that, uh, a lot of the Gen Xers are are fucked up, and we became so much more open, or whatever. Is that there was so much closeted abuse that happened mm-hmm. to the baby boomers? Yeah. Yes. There was like so much. I mean, I just reread Bukowski's, and he's not a baby boomer; he's older than Greatest that. Greatest generation. Um, but Brokaw. 
Uh, Bukowski. I just read this thing, and but he was beat up as a child. His father beat him. He was abused. He was abused bad. Like, and and it, you know, he turned into this artist, or and talked about that abuse, and 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 maybe that was healthier. But people would keep that all like closeted and secreted, and, and that's why we have all these mm-hmm. movies about it. And you find out like, oh yeah, and then the whole thing that the the priests for yeah. how many years Absolutely. were using the church to molest children and to ruin like ostensibly ruin their sexual life their lot their so much about mental health can come from and we're just talking molested past past 50 years of the catholic church right even the lifetime but and that talking about it is what has made that change i know in my family like physical abuse or someone who was an alcoholic or certain things were are just very hush hush when i was growing up and so it's a family you, matter they used to say right it's a family yeah exactly keep it in the house you know keep it in the family don't don't but even if outside people who would know of it would be like that's a family matter we don't uh, back when there were manners yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which was not which is, business which is even more destructive because you know i luckily i started going to therapy uh when i was a teenager because coming up there were certain things like when my mom was abused you know it was like you know, it's a hush hush yeah. or, you know, my dad's drug problems. He's just he's just sick. You know, it's just like, what is this, all be, this bullshit? Well, to be fair, we now know so much more about those conditions. Right, right. Because like, they also didn't have great understanding about it because there's like a lot of it was shame, bla- too. Also, yeah, victim blaming and what did you do wrong? And, you know, you're supposed to. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, it's an imperfect one to one relationship. But like right. those things were like. We see them now as negatives. Right. I think, I mean, what it boils down to is just like, I think at least since we've been talking shit about like how things are now, I, I will say the positive is like the the sweeping under the rug method yeah. of victimization or something tragic that's happened to you is not going to be swept under the rug anymore right. because yeah. it is very destructive. Yeah. It's why you built serial killers. Right. That way. Well, and now even in, 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 it's a very alternative school that I was teaching at and then I'll get to teach at again. If they have a problem, they tell you right away. Like there were two girls that were, oh, see, and I shouldn't say, there were two students who were being (laughs) off in the corner and I asked them, I said, is there a reason you're choosing not to participate? And they said, you've misgendered pronouned us like four times and we just don't want to deal with you anymore. And I said, I am so sorry. Like, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I didn't realize it was so triggering. Please let me know what words. So the word dudes bothered them and guys. But I I want to make them be comfortable. Right. This is where, that's where. I would plead plead for a gray area for those of us who have been saying dude for 54 years. That's really hard. You gotta give man. us a small, I, I compare it to like, if Ch- when China takes us over next year. <laughs> well, what I tried to, and what they're I like, okay, to... everybody Mandarin now. I'm gonna be like, you gotta give me like five years to catch up to Mandarin. Well, and Dude. it's exactly, it takes yeah, me a little I mean, time. Gonna, I'll do my best. I asked them, I said, I'm trying and you have to understand that when, when I grew up, there were no, cisgendered wasn't a word. Wasn't a concept. It wasn't a concept. I, I was like, I'm. You've grown up with computers your whole life. You've grown up with gender pronouns. You've grown up with tolerance, and I grew up in a time of 
intolerance and yeah. you're either a boy or a girl you either wear well, pink or you wear blue you either fair, play with dolls we were, or you play with trucks we were making advancements in tolerance it just yes. wasn't real quick necessarily it was a lot of other categories I mean, we're still making progress you know it took to get to you know. right right and even with the words that such as like dude or guys yeah i know when i was coming up dudes to me were just all males it would be like hey Come on, dudes! Like, or hey, guys! Come on, that would be everybody. Guys right, for right, me right, right, was right. a lot more all inclusive than dudes. But dude yeah. is yeah. California specific. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I blame California for that because it's like, like but dude, that's part of bro. The, but also, but guys is kind of like everybody to me. Right. I, that's in my mind, it means everybody. It doesn't mean because to me, it feels like uh, some generation took that word. It's like. It's not about, it's not guys and dolls anymore. It's like everybody's guys a guy. I <gasps> can see how that is because of a patriarchal thing. Of course, the default is mm -hmm. the male version. It's like gals does not include everybody. I would like to yeah. do guys and dolls, but yeah. switch the genders. I think it would be really fun That's to have Sky idea. Masterson be a girl. And... G.I. Joes and gals or something? Or... <laughs> well, no, guys he, and dolls is just, it's one of my favorite he, musicals. He and... Is she? But oh, having, the Kit, having the Kit Kat girls yeah. be played by guys you and doing the gals. take back your mink and take back your pearls. You might what make did you think mad. that I was one of those girls? I'm screaming. It'd be so cute to have men or boys just to switch the gender roles. That'd be fun. That'd I be fun. get, I listen, I do appreciate those young people who are teaching us. But here's what I'm going to say to you young fuckers. <laughs> Stop being so goddamn sensitive, Okay. We are learning too. My thing is everyone is in inclusive. This whole pronoun, she, she, we, the, it's confusing to me, but I'm learning and I'm, I'm learning. open to it. Sure. And so my thing is just like, we don't like to be called those pronouns. Well, I don't like to be called a nigger. Okay? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we're just going to have to learn how not to do certain things and well i don't like the word bitch either i i think that i don't call, i mean i like to use it sparingly i like the word cunt i but, like cunt i'm fine with cunt but bitch I, I don't like that it's become ubiquitous and you can use it on tv and it's something that's just woven into speech now and we don't have a problem with it i don't because i think it. it's it's pretty I, demeaning i mean me. my word that i really don't like anybody using that it's too too mainstream is the n-word yeah. that is something and so and then here's the funny part these are the same kids that are saying i don't like my pro i don't want to be called he shooting them but they'll be the first one to listen to a kanye or not kanye but the baby or somebody and say my nigga and uh wait a minute didn't you just say that you don't like to be called he she and all that but you're gonna go around saying that word mm -hmm. we got a problem we got a problem it's, now it's well, got a double con, standard double standard in context well yeah. i feel suckered by that because why write a, a, a Lapping song that I want to sing along well, to and then throw learn. in those landmines. Well, I mean, <laughs> first of all, I like, for for instance, Cardi B says the word the way, way too much. By the way, I do not sing along. Yeah, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't dare and say that in front of me. No, uh, oh, my gosh. But, but to be fair, these songs come and go so fast, I cannot possibly learn the lyrics. I time. mean, the, the thing true. is, <laughs> it just it just it, it is very offensive. The fact that I'm seeing people in my culture use that movie, that movie, that word too loosey goosey. Yeah. Yeah. When we're at a, at a point where we're trying to put respect on people's names. Yeah. And, you know, people are wanting to get their pronouns right and what have you, which I totally respect. But also at the same time, if I'm seeing you over here saying 
you know, my Nilla, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it, it, you know, th- just because a certain artist says it, which I also say it is also the re- artist's responsibility. And of course the record companies, this is their agenda by pushing that shit out there. So, but I mean, I think bitch can be taken in a derogatory way as well. I do use the word bitch. I use it. And I use it too, m- but I shouldn't. I mean, I, it's just, I, I love the word bitch. I used to take offense to it so much. That I used to get into fights and I cut it out of my jokes. Even I cut it out of a, I used to have it in my abortion joke where I'd say, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka. You dumb bitch. And I just took bitch out and it doesn't hit as hard, but it feels better to me in yeah. my heart. Because you're getting this. You could uh, use something else like you dumb tart or you, you, you know, you could. I guess I should say cunt. You could you, play. You dumb cunt. You could play with dumb other. Cunt. Uh, maybe because I'm one of the oldest guys in the scene. I like to play with some things that are even old for me and pull out some old. You dumb broad. Yeah. Sorry, I've got to stretch. My hip is killing me. You dumb it. skirt. You, d- <laughs> you done scallywag. Yeah. See, that's old school hip hop. Yeah, you done hood rat. Oh, hood rat. That's not a nice one either, is that's it? That's too modern. I got to go oh, back to hood rat. That's so nineties. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Celtic enough to call someone a bird. A bird. Well, I, that would definitely that age you. That if you called someone, it'd be like a griffin. But that's what Dalyism. I try to do. I try to I, every once in a while. I'll you know, hoodwinked. You know. Yeah, like so I like kerfuffle. I like kerfuffle as a word. I also like the word betwixt. That's what an old timey word. What is the definition? Betwixt in between. It's. It's an, it's an old time. It's Twix. Yeah, Twix. That makes sense. Uh, but betwixt, I, betwixt too. I was betwixt to super cute comics on Sunday at the Punchline. Oh, it was so fun. It was just like the old days. It was two hot guys, one on either side, me sitting on my little bench, um, and like people not knowing who they are because they're new comics, and I'm just like, I'm Pam motherfucking Benjamin with two hot guys. You don't know what's going on. I'm not interested in either of them. I don't, but. I don't want to steal your thunder, but I was also between two cute young comics at Punchline. Were you? You were you at the bar? No, I was sitting at the rafters across from me. Oh, you yeah. sat on the other side of the rafters. I never sit on that side because I feel like that's the cool side. I don't. <laughs> and I don't. I'm not allowed to sit on the side. I also like a view of the door. I like to see I who's coming in and out. I don't know what the cool side is. There's so much I still don't know about this comedy community. But uh, I like to watch the door. I like to be in that back corner. I watch so I can see the door and I can see the light and I can see the green room and I can see the whole bar. I like that that side. I, I like a view of the whole club. Why can't I sit on the cool side? Where's you the, can sit wherever you want. It's just that I'm the saying, hero side. I was side. the hero side next to me. But I was between um, Jay Stewart and Ian Langlands and they're just both tall drinks of water. And I was like, yeah, I had so much fun just being like. I'm an old lady hanging out with cute young guys. Stop yeah, calling yourself life. an old lady. I'm 46. It's not. No, you're no 46. Joke. I'm almost 47. You're not an old the, lady. The Mutiny God Radio. I really set myself up this year, though, because my birthday is the opening day of the Mutiny Radio Comedy mm-hmm. Festival. And there's like five or six shows on that day, which is crazy. It starts at 1130 with brunch at Asiento. And then there's all these crazy shows all day long. It's going to be intense. It's but, so be that a week, day. it's going to be a wild day, and that but that week's going to be super crazy because it's like my birthday week, but it's also I'm going to have just shows every night of the week, all these different venues. It's, You're going to have seven birthday cakes. I don't know if that's going to happen, but maybe anything's possible. Anything's possible. But uh, there's all, anyways. I'm really excited, but I'm going to be 47, and that sucks. It sucks. 
It does that so badly because no one knows that you're 47. No, they do. I mean, my skin is starting to look 47. And I, you know, I smoke and I smoke pot. I see my wrinkles. I see them. I see them. Right, but you've retained a lot of your cherub. Yeah, I have a, I have a young, I have a young spirit. Here's the thing, Pam. If you were still doing the same shit two years ago, you said the no what. You had this motto, no whiskey, what was it? Oh, I know whiskey after dark. Exactly. And then when you changed, basically. I drank whiskey after dark last night, but it was a free shot. It wasn't, she gave, she's like, please drink this with me, Pam. It's a rare occasion now. It's a very rare occasion. But ever since you've been on your, cutting back on your drinking thing for the past, was that two years now, right? Or has it been for almost two years? I drank a lot last night, but um, yeah, I've I've pretty much, I've tried to cut back. since, Since the accident, really. Yeah, that was anyway. After the whiskey, face. as long as it wasn't anything recent that you. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't done anything too stupid lately. I mean, the only stupid. What did I do that was stupid? I haven't done too many stupid things. I mean, the worst thing I do when I'm drunk is usually like, drunk text people, and, and I've already changed their names in my phone to like things where I shouldn't. I just I know to not do that because it's only gonna hurt myself. It's only gonna be embarrassing for me later. Like. It just, it's so stupid. <laughs> Drunk texting, it's, it's so dumb. I, I should write it down and make a poem. I should never send them. I should never. I have now done started doing something really stupid by uh, being too high or drunk, getting onto uh, chats. Oh, uh, like Zooms? I, like Zooms ah. and like YouTube and joining on people's panels. Wow. Where it's just like... I'll start dancing on someone's panel, and they're like, "Where is this going?" Uh, but I've not—I did that the other night, and I'm like, "I gotta stop doing that," because for a while it was drunk buying things on Amazon. Oh. I stopped the drunk texting, drunk, drunk phone buying things. Can you can you return things, or do they? I mean, how does that work if you? Like, I well, I I don't know how these apple cider capitalism. vitamins <laughs> ended up at my house, but. Uh, I'm thinking those were from me <laughs> drunk ordering health stuff from Amazon. Apple cider vitamins. Yes. That's yeah. a good detail. It was it was literally <laughs> apple cider vitamins. I'm like, what the what fuck is exa- What the fuck what on is so that many that even mean? Exactly. What the fuck acid? on so many levels? Yeah, you know, it, you, you know for you know, you you're supposed to take a little shot of apple cider, what have you, it helps with your your system and what have you. Well, your microbiome. I'm picturing like uh, apple cider chewable vitamins. It is. It, it totally is. <laughs> They actually taste good, but I, I even, I'm like, I didn't order this, so I even went back to like to see. I'm like, what oh, did I get? Another this? softening of America. 10 a.m. Rather than eat right, we make we have we have vitamins. But rather than take vitamins, we have to make the vitamins into candies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean the thing is, I would not order something like that in my sober mind. I'm like, I, I knew that I know this is not going to work. Why am I? So, but I looked at the time too, and I did order them. I don't buy anything. <laughs> and yeah, so there's a paper trail. So, <laughs> this is the craziest thing I bought yesterday. But I was I was sober, and I didn't even really. I mean, I used food stamps for it because okay. So I ran out of lotion, and I haven't seen my um, the good doctor, my dermatologist buddy, in a long time, and she just always gives me free lotion. And I was like, God, lotion's really expensive. And I was like, super kind of ashy and stuff. And so I thought, what can I do? I bought almond oil with my food stamps. 
and I just put almond oil on my body today, and I'm looking great. It totally <laughs> absorbs. Yeah. It's I'm sure it feels great. It doesn't feel gross or whatever. Like Dude, I put 1,900 a, gallons for every almond. Well, but it was it was only ten ninety nine for this big huge jar, and I can use it to cook with it. Has a really high smoking of temp. water gallons of water. Go on. I know it's I know almond is I know it's terrible, but it's but I got it with my food stamps, and I'm so proud of myself because I'm using like there's there's no reason really for all these like fancy lotions and shit when we can use what's natural. I use yeah, I use a uh, coconut oil now. I don't use yeah. lotions anymore. I use coconut oil, and I've noticed my skin's a little bit softer, and it's cheaper. So I don't have to always go to like the body shop and buy. Exactly. You know, I'll do it once almond in a while. Oil. I was hoping it would smell like almonds, but it doesn't. It doesn't smell like anything. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm really proud of myself because I was like, "What am I gonna do? I can't just be ashy." Like <laughs> I was. Not. I mean, because I was, I was walking down the street and I was like, "Oh my, oh my god!" <laughs> like, what is wrong? Is this, Pam? Is this soot from Pam. the fires? Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I just felt Child, old you and You could creepy. start a fire with them. I know. <laughs> like the rub Pam against the wall. It was. Mitch it was flames. Let a, let a match on her. Bad news. <laughs> I was well. I was feeling all like old and my because I've been. I'm I'm going blind, you know, and um, and I have to wear reading glasses now for a lot of things. And I put my reading glasses on and actually looked at my skin, and I was like, "Oh my God, that's what it looks like." Like it's really kind that macular degeneration happens and that we can't see close up anymore because it would be so depressing to be able to actually see what I really look like all the time. It'd just be too much. <laughs> like, I like to beer goggle myself. I'm yeah. totally cool with that. Listen, I don't want to know. Natalie Fazio has a thing about that. Like, we're supposed to be looking into pools and lakes and puddles. Like, yeah. not, low res, you know? Low res. <laughs> <laughs> Except when people still see us. Like, right, but but when you get older and you, as your skin fades, so does your eyesight. Right. So, like, when you're looking, you don't see you. You only see yourself in a puddle, you know? But, and when you're seeing other people, I can't see their flaws either. But yeah. the young people can still see. Yeah. They can still see. Your ashiness. And, and it's terrible. <laughs> I just want to be, in, I, I want to be invisible. I want to be, I want to get a burqa and just like walk around. Just be totally no, you invisible. Don't. No, I don't. You, I don't. I'd been, belt a burqa. I'd make it look You cute. were so psyched to have that guy flirt with you at the grocery I was, store. I was. Yeah. Yeah. So you do not want to be wrapped in a burqa. No, I was so psyched to have that guy flirt with me. Yeah. Exactly. And I was really flattered. I didn't think that he was going to. Just take the win. Take the win. Exactly. He took the L. He took the L. You but took I, the win. If he ever does contact me again, I'll ask him to come to a comedy show just so that I can show him off. So other people will be like, damn, Pam's hooking this up? Like, what? I just can't believe, though. Is Pam that... draws a lot of water around these parts. Uh, I just, I just, it's just so tacky to even say, yeah. you know, what's your, what's your sign? Yeah. I could do some erotic stuff, too. Erotic. Boy, uh... you... You born in 1992. What you know about erotica? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 1992. Is that 28-year-olds? Yeah, yeah. That'll be 28 years ago. Yeah. So that means he was, or would that be? Yeah, 20. Damn. That's oh, I'm sorry. After 1993. College. My bad. I oh, I think I was in California then. That's after college. For, that's a couple of years after college. I was 12 in Springfield, Missouri. 1992, I was graduating from high school, so I was 17. Oh, 92, I was 11. Yeah. 93, I was So 12. I was 18 in, in 90, 93. So in you college. could have been his mom. I was like 26 <laughs> or some shit. 
<laughs> you're not yeah you're not that much older than me although if if i was 18 so when when i was um 17 i actually i dated is the wrong word i went on a couple dates with this 25 year old guy we both worked at tony romas yeah he was super cute um he lived at home right he did live at home he brought me home to his mom's house and i thought when we went back to his house after seeing cape he took me to see cape fear okay. <laughs> right i'm 17 years old Hot. He takes you to see Cape Fear. It's creepy. It's erotic. It's, it's about a killer. That's all the things. Yeah, women, that's what I've learned things. from the pandemic. Oh, yeah, women love I'm that. I'm sorry. So, the Cape first thing Fear. I yeah. thought about was the part with uh, Nick or not. What's his face? Robert De Niro puts his finger in uh, Juliette Lewis's mouth. Oh goodness. Yeah, young, older guy, younger woman. It's all that stuff. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. He has crazy tattoos. I um, love that movie. So. He took me to see that movie, and then he took me back to his house. And I remember it was a white house. We know had, it's just it's a it's a home run. Go on. He took me he took me through the kitchen upstairs to this room, and I was like, I was like, wow, your house is really big and really nice. And then um, it turned out it was because he's like, I live I live with my mom, and I was like, oh, okay. And he was twenty five. My mom. And um, yeah, and but at the time I thought I was so cool because I was seventeen and I was seeing this twenty five year old guy. But then I think about it now, and I'm like. <laughs> What would a 25-year-old see with a 17-year-old? So in that easy pickings. Yeah, because no 25-year-old would want his ass probably. I mean, at home. I I guess, but now, but thing? now that's not true. People, guys, 25-year-old guys live with their moms and they they still get puss, well, right? That's because well, it's also a tremendously different economic yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. economics. But, but yeah. it's also still sort of like. But now I, I look at my it. Eyes a little. I would I say 25-year-old, what? I mean, and I was a really, I thought at the time, I'm like, I'm a really smart 17-year-old girl. Like, I'm really together and really smart. I'm an adult. And I'm an adult. And yeah. he was, I don't think he was into any of that. I think he just, I guess I was easy pickings. Um, but, so he tried to stick his hand in my pants, but I was having my period and I had a pad on. And he's like, what are you wearing, a diaper? And I remember that quote. And I was like, no. He goes, why don't, he was, I was like, I'm, I'm having my period. And he's like, why, why don't you wear tampons? And I'm like, why is this any of your business? I want to go home now. You make me feel weird. Why don't um, you wear tampons? I know. I was like, I'm sick. After seven. Cape Fear. After Cape Fear. <laughs> but <laughs> also, like, what difference does that make? Yeah. You know, like, you're still, <laughs> there's something happening down there. Get your fucking I know. What are you, you doing, know? buddy? Yeah. I just, Wait. I always wanted to make out. He was good at making out. A so. lot of women back in the day, in the night, wore pads. So. Yeah. I, I mean, he, but he sort of shamed me for it. I pad. wonder where he's at now. I remember I asked you when you told me this no, story. No, I don't know where he's I don't even do I remember his name. I just think it's so funny because I know a couple 25-year-olds now. Like, let's think about Hunter Uniac. He's 25. What if Hunter Uniac starts hanging out with a 17-year-old girl? We'd all be like, no, dude. He seems, like, physically older than 25. Hunter? <laughs> yeah. He's 25, really? He's that Hunter young? is 25. The 25-year-olds are... Um, so did I meet him when he was like 19 or something? Uh, maybe. Um, uh -oh. Billy Sullivan's 25. Sam is 25. Hunter's 25. Huh. Um, those are the first three off the top of my head. I know that they're exactly 25. I know most of their ages, and I probably shouldn't, but I do. Most of the... I've asked comics or whatever. And, oh, think, no, it's Facebook tells me. That's Come yeah. on. I think, tells me how old people I think are. the fact that any 25-year-old would... I mean... Looking back as being 17, because 17-year-old girls, I know I wasn't into anyone at my high school, so it was always someone older. But, yeah, looking back, 25. like, 25. <laughs> like, 
That's a lot older. That's a lot older. But now, but, so that's the difference in age. If, if I was 18, you'd be 25. We're, cause we're, how many years apart are we? But that would be. I was born in 67. Oh, okay. So I'm 74. So, so we're seven years. Seven years apart. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. But so when was, you look I'd at that. I'd be 24. Okay. Which is much more acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> 24. Would you, would you have taken her to see Cape Fear? I don't know if I would have been <laughs> smart <laughs> enough to do that. Back oh then. my god it's just it's just so everything about that date just yeah. seems like he had a goal yeah like, he bought, and we had popcorn and we had i think he even bought me an ice cream <laughs> so i was like licking an ice cream i mean i was just a kid i was 17. oh i know right he bought you an ice cream you're a fucking kid <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just a, i was just For a kid i mean the thing is the fact that matters like at 17 we don't know any better because i can better. remember some stupid shit that no. I did when I was 17. I think this first But that's just what I did to go back to think of how I understood the world when I was 17. Yeah. It's like, man, I did not know nothing. No. And even at 25, I still didn't know shit. I didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I got married when I was 25. What a mistake. Well, you, I was well, 25 you, when I got married. And I thought I was so old. I was like, I'm so old. I'm so old. I'm the oldest one getting married. I'm so old. Because we're programmed as tw- women. I was the average age at the time for a woman to get married was 24, 25. Yeah. After university. My princess dress yeah. and the whole thing. And all that. I would love to see your wedding pictures. Oh, I, I, I still have. Yeah, I have all my wedding stuff. I have. I still have the dress. I. It's actually, this is funny. The dress is too big for me now. Isn't that funny? I have to kind of like pin it. I wore it for Halloween two years ago when I was the bride of Epstein. And I had... <laughs> <laughs> I got up. I got up on the punchline. I got up on the punchline. So I had my little thing. That's conceptual. Well, so I did my hair like the Bride of Frankenstein, but with pigtails, but with the white stuff. And I had a bear on a noose, and I'm like, "This is my bear, Jeffrey." And then I hung him. And I I talked a little kid voice for a second. And I had a little I had a little backpack that had like a unicorn on it. And I like skipped around all day, and I was like, "I'm the Bride of Epstein." That is brilliant. Yeah, I got up on the punchline that night, and it was funny because Ron Vi was like. I didn't choose you. I pulled you out of the bucket. I just want you to know that it was purely accidental. And I was like, why tell me that? I think he wanted to be like, you haven't been coming long enough to be chosen to be up on stage, but I, you got chosen from the bucket. But also, I hope that he saw my outfit and it was perfect. But anyways, I did really well. I killed. And then that's why I got to get up again in, in January before the pandemic. And it's my turn again. God damn it. I've gone to every single one since it's been open. And it's going to be my turn. And you guys are wearing masks inside. Like, they haven't. Like, how's everything? They. Flexible. It's flexible. flexible. I wear it in. But then I got a beer this time. I actually bought alcohol at the punchline. I gave them so much money last week. Um, and I just sat back in the back and drank. Didn't put my mask back on. Some people in the audience had it on. Some people didn't. And, the, and uh, at the punchline. Are they also doing the vaccine card thing? Nope, that they haven't in? asked for them yet. Okay. But I've got my card. I mean, I, I'm ready to show it. I've got it everywhere. I think that it's... Everybody be safe. Okay, we're wrapping up. Last final final moments. What's your next show, Matthew Kirk? Jeez, what is my next show? I think I'm on Asiento tonight. No, that's right, you are. Somebody dropped out. Not a <laughs> second choice. It's just... <laughs> And who knows? You're the who, understudy? Yeah. It was Jim McVeigh who I'm he moved. I'm the fucking understudy. Yeah, Jim McVeigh moved to New York, and I forgot. He moved last week. He moved a week earlier or something, and so he could not. I 
I looked up this morning. He texted me. He's like, Pam, remember how I'm in New York now? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't remember anything. Right. Like, no, dude. I can't. It's... Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm booking five weekly shows. I'm doing too much. I can't remember who's where. And then the next show I'm at is the Atlas Cafe on Saturday. Oh, look, two. you're booked twice with me this week. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. But what I have to go through to get booked twice. And as for that retro junkie, retro junkie, I have a chip on my shoulder about not getting booked enough. Like most comics. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there was that. Um, I'm right in line. I'm in the mean with that one. I'm right in the yeah, middle of the bell shaped curve. There was a someone the size of my chip. Someone posted a thing about like everyone needs to calm down. Like uh, every comic I've talked to is depressed, or they don't think they get booked enough, or they don't think that people respect them, or they don't think that they produce enough, and they they're not doing enough for themselves. They don't write enough, and like. But everybody's feeling that, like every single. It's community. the nature of the drive. Yeah, that everybody knows. I, I mean, who thinks they are doing enough? Like I'm, I, I'm not doing shit. I don't feel like I'm doing enough, and I'm doing a lot, and I still constantly feel You're like I'm not lot. doing enough. Yeah. I mean, anyone who's still doing, you know, writing and on stage, you're doing your, you're doing your best. Thank you. Well, I'm. I got all. I got all my new. I got a whole new set of jokes. I'm excited about and. And I have a whole new set that's about to expire because the news moves on. Go on. I'm oh, sorry. that's sad. I know the news moves on. Yeah. See, my jokes just keep, they keep trucking. And this whole menopause thing, man, it's for real. God, I was sweating so much this morning. It was awful. Like, I, I, I like, I literally can, I, the joke is real. I'm like a wet seal in the morning. It just, it's like everywhere. It's just, I'm slick. <laughs> It's so gross. Do you sleep on a towel now, too? I do. So now I sleep on top of my comforter because it's too hot, and I have a blanket on top. Anyways, I'm a disgusting human being who just walked in. Human beings are generally disgusting. It's not just you. Well, but this new... I don't smell yet today. Thank God. (laughs) I was so embarrassed on Sunday because I'd been... I was riding the scooter around, so I was sweating a lot. And I turned into like, I smelled like garlic fries and euros and I haven't eaten that in a week and a half. And I was between the two hot boys and I was like, every time I grabbed for my beer, I was so embarrassed because I was like, God, I hope Jay doesn't smell my fucking garlic curly fry underarms. It was just, I was mortified. I felt like a junior high girl again. Like, like just being like, oh my God, what is that smell? My body's going through changes. (laughs) Changes. Yeah, my body smells like gyros. Well, it sounds like you are finally getting the body of uh, a man. That uh, this is our whole lives of sweating and smelling and battling the BO that we're constantly producing. I am, I mean, oof. (laughs) At least you had a few years of being dainty. Yeah, God, I'm not dainty anymore. I'm you still gone. are dainty to me. Oof, thank you. Yeah. Well, this has been the Some Call Me Tim Alta cast with Matthew Quirk, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. I've had a really good time. Everybody come out to Asiento tonight. Actually, you can't because there's only six tickets left since I just checked, and now we'll see if there's less than that. So it looks like we're going to sell out tonight, and that's really exciting because we've got a great lineup. Uh, Orion Levine, Matthew Quirk, me, Pam Benjamin, at Teddy Hull. And... Um, Sam came by and asked if he could get a set. And I said, he said, this is what he said. He said, and I quote, do you have time for me tonight? Or no, do you have time tonight? And I said, yeah, I have time. Do I have time for you? And he was like, uh, 
uh, and he didn't. Oh. So he doesn't know. He, I don't know if he's going to show up or not. But I'm, I'm going to crumble. I'm going to crumble. There's no don't. way. Don't. You're weak. So don't. I'm weak. If he shows up, I will, I'll be there and I will beat your ass. He's funny though. You'll make. He'll make you laugh. I he's, know, but it's uh, it's about the principle. I know it's the principle. A lot of comics make you laugh. That's true. It's the principle. He knows. He just. He's, he know, he knows how to bat his little eyelashes, and I am powerless. I melt. But this is I, I I I can't handle it. Yes, you can. I can't say no to him. <laughs> on that, I can't say I'm just a girl who can't say no. Dead, I'm in dead a terrible fix. When I ought to say Nix. Do you know it's a song from it's a song from Oklahoma? I hate that play. I'm really just a girl who can't say no. Fix. Yeah, that's all those I'm in a terrible fix. Yeah. I'm in a fix, I tell you. Just when I ought to say Nick's. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Okay. I, that, that play just gives me horrible memories. The Dream Ballet, though. God, I've always wanted to do the Oklahoma Dream Ballet. Dream what a, ballet. I mean, ugh. Okay, that part is cool. I'll leave that yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the only good thing about, I'll leave it on this, is there was a, sh- there was a movie that they made for Netflix, and it's fucking good. And it has... It's, there's Oklahoma is in it a lot for some reason, and the Oklahoma Dream Ballet happens in the middle of it, and it's gorgeous, and it's, I'm thinking about ending things, is the name of it, and it's brilliant. I've seen it like four times now, the movie, and it makes more sense every time you see it, but in the beginning, it's like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? But it's visually beautiful, and then, anyway. Go, so go see it on Netflix. It's deep cut. I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm thinking of... I'm in a terrible fix. <laughs> okay, Get a come, deep cut. Come to Asienta tonight. We're all going to be there. Yeah. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Yay. Bye. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit.
from time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube. With you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right, I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, let's watch full-length. Alright, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See ya. See you next time. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white material. And I started to do some thinking. Flat, black, classic. Saturday, noon to two. I'm a freeway. I am a Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
DFAP, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger.